Are all conversations equal? In a nutshell, no. I'm Karen. And I am Nula, and we are the Safety Collaborators. And our mission is to help people have better conversations and change the way they think about safety. In the words of Judith E. Glazer, to get to the next level of greatness depends on the quality of the culture, which depends on the quality of the relationships, which depends on the quality of conversations. Everything happens through conversation. Such wise, wise words. Indeed. Nothing progresses and nothing changes, happens, actions without some form of conversation, whether it's verbal conversation or written com- you know, communication, but something has to happen between the parties involved for something to change yeah. at the end of the day or continue. Even if it's internal, our own comp- nothing happens without conversation. I'd be really keen to know what you, the audience, thinks about that quote, in fact. But yes, let's continue. And when we were looking at this, we actually asked ourselves the question, why is it helpful to know that there are different types of conversations? Mm. Because just exchanging words in speaking is a conversation, absolutely. But there are different types of conversations that are possibly helpful at different times. So if we know how we should be putting forward the words that we want to speak, how are we going to package them in a way that is going to best meet what we want to achieve, how will that be helpful? And we came up with a few of our ideas as to why it's helpful to know their different types of conversations. And the first one is always going back to purpose. Why are you having the conversation in the first place? What is the desired outcome that you want to achieve? It may be making a decision, brainstorming ideas, giving feedback, giving direction or information. It may be providing emotional support. Mm. So if we understand the outcome, we can then frame and package the conversation in a way that is going to deliver that in the best way possible. The word design comes to mind. How do we design the conversation? And it doesn't mean we have to go in and premeditate every sentence that we're going to oh, say. Oh, good grief, no. <laughs> but it's helpful no. to understand what is the outcome that I want to achieve. Because yeah. if we do that and we do it well, mm. we reduce the potential for conflict and miscommunication. Because we're already going in with a very clear understanding as to you know what we want to achieve and then how do we actually go about doing that. And if there is the potential or we see conflict or miscommunication happening, I'm going to jump to where we spoke about agility. And we spoke about that Mm -hmm. in in our previous episode, because when agility comes in, we can then reframe, refocus and redirect the conversation so that it moves away from conflict and it moves towards that desired outcome. So if you want to know more about that, go and have a listen to episode 39 on your favourite podcast platform. What else did we come up with? Well, we we're also speaking about presenting the right level of information at the right times. Because, you know, I've seen that a lot in the work that we've been doing over the last while with some of our clients, is that you get people who are new to the industry or, or new to what they're doing. They might be in a new position in a new company. And if you suffocate and drown them with huge amounts of information, mm-hmm. you're going to lose them. So, Mm. but they might need information before they can have opening, creative, co-discovery conversations. So it's about 
pulling out just that right level or, you know, not too much, not too little at the right time that they can then build on and say, okay, I've now had information and I just need to absorb or I keep giving me more, tell me more. Mm. Then I can be comfortable to start asking questions and to actually inquiring or wanting to know more. Mm. And when we look at the different types of conversations, it really brings in that whole thing around empathy and active listening. Am I meeting the person where they are at rather than coming from where I'm at? Mm. And am I matching, you know, their need that when I'm having this conversation, we will reach the desired outcome because I'm not blocking them along the way. A couple of the other ones that we well, we discussed was around having fair expectations of self and others. So when I'm going into a conversation, if I don't have all the information, but I'm setting myself up as, you know, Karen, your least favorite word, a guru in this, <laughs> I'm setting myself up for failure. Yeah. Or I'm going in and I'm kind of like going, oh, well, clearly I must be the expert in this. So, you know, all of these people who have no idea, I'm going to just mm. drown them in all the information I have because I'm just so amazing. <laughs> but I'm not actually, you know, looking at the body language, understanding the tone, having a look at what's coming back and hearing mm. the feedback that is coming back at me and then being able to readjust my expectations of the audience. And when I do that, amazingly what happens is that I start building rapport. And as I'm building rapport and I'm able to be agile in the way that I'm speaking and, and conversing, I build trust. And when people see that you are doing what is in their best interest and that we are looking at, you know, the whole, it's not just all about me and my power and my influence, then they will start opening up and giving more and asking more and being in a safer space to do that, which reduces conversational waste, one of our favorite, favorite topics. And if you missed last week, episode seven, right at the beginning, is an entire episode on conversational waste. <laughs> and that brings us back into saving time and saving energy. And through all of this, it is the opportunity, especially in multicultural environments, it is to bridge cultures. Because when we are looking at cultural norms, we're looking at different social dynamics of both individuals and groups, we can then be agile, we can adapt, we can go, okay, who needs what kind of information right now, in what way, to what level of conversation that we can achieve what we want to. And when we were studying conversational intelligence and CIQ, it really helped define what are different types of conversations. And Karen, I'm going to ask you, can you share some of this amazing wisdom that we were <laughs> showered with during our learning experience with CIQ? Well done. I loved the way that you wove those bullet points together. <laughs> really, that was awesome. Let me tell you, everyone, that was really well done. It was a fab. <laughs> but I think it's because we're so passionate about it that yeah, yeah. we live this. So we live when we get it right and it's so exciting. We also live when we get it wrong and then we go and we try and get it right again. Mm -hmm. Hopefully we are inspiring you to be as passionate about the different types of conversations and how it can really make an impact. So in our conversational intelligence world, and by the way, this is sort of part three, if you like, of this CIQ series that we're embarking on. So in our conversational intelligence world, we define different types of conversations as the three levels of conversation. So when you listen to all that Nula just described, it's a lot. 
And it is. And that's probably we could add an awful lot to each one of those points that you just heard. But we talk about the three levels of conversation. And this may help you to think about the types of conversations you need to have or the ones that you are having in a slightly different way. So the three levels are transactional, positional and transformational. So they're quite broad. But when we talk about transactional, it's what we call level one style of conversation. It's about information exchange. It's about how do we keep people in the loop. It's probably what we see a lot in meetings, in fact. Mm. People will go into a meeting room. A lot of that is very transactional. They tend to be very directive, particularly daily stand-ups, those types of meetings, stats sharing, that type of stuff. It's a very transactional type of conversation. Tends to be a little bit one way. So it can be a little bit what we say, it can be telling and asking at the same time. So, but it tends to be one person or the other. Mm. So it is very useful. It has its place, uh, particularly when we need to give direction, which is a very valid type of conversation to have. And it helps us to focus and can include things like how we reward people, how we even have to dish out punishment sometimes. So we have this type of conversation. It is, as I said, it's a bit telling and asking. So it tends to be a bit of a push conversation. So you're either telling somebody something or you're asking something. And we rely a lot too much on telling, particularly if we want to get out of what's on our mind. Tends to have quite low levels of listening. So it's really about, this is what I want you to hear. This is what I want you to get from me. And when we do that, we have a tendency, we can push people in certain ways. So if we tend to be too much of a telling style of conversation, then we may actually instill fear in others or there'll be a resistance or reluctance to change if we're using a positional or transactional type of conversation when maybe we should be using a different style. The questions that we ask in this level one style of conversation tend to be a little bit closed-ended. They can be about yes-no type answers. They can be about protecting what we believe is the truth, whatever that is for anybody. So it tends to encourage protective behaviours. So when you think about this, it means then where is trust on this one? Level one, trust is quite low. So we tend to be just hearing, verbalising. There's not a lot of rapport and trust going on at this point. So It's valid. It is valid. And when we're in a healthy mindset around that, it is around that validation. It's validation of information. Yeah, that's true. So let's make sure everyone understands that we're on the same page before we go off and we do something. In an unhealthy mindset, it's that tell, sell, yell. I'm telling you. And if I think that you're not believing me, I'm going to try and sell it to you. And if I still think you're not going to believe it, I'm going to yell it at you so that you go and do what I want you to do. Mm. But when it is in that validation and exchange of information, it can be incredibly healthy and used in the right way at the right time. Very, very, very important. Absolutely. Level two. And I think what's really important, it's coming back to that very first point you made is, what's the outcome, the desired outcome you're after? Mm -hmm. So think about what is the purpose of this conversation? Is it a level one transactional type of conversation? Am I just sharing information? Am I just trying to sell something? Then fine. We then move into what we call positional or level two conversation. 
power influencing others. So the exchanging of power. So it's about influencing others to your point of view, to our personal power and how do we influence. So if you think about it from a conflict resolution type of thing, it could be a win-lose or a win-win outcome. It could be any of those or somewhere in between. So it's very much about this level is about really wanting to influence those around me. We want to encourage people into our points of view and generally to win them over. Too much of this and with low levels of listening can also move people into protective behaviours as well. Mm-hmm. But if others think that you have their interests in heart, then it will be open to exchange. So this one, level two is also, it's positional. So it's not about you will listen to me and that's it. It is about exchange of information as well. So in the right context, it's a very healthy conversation about exchanging what we want, what is the agenda, where do we want to go to, and it moves us into, it tends to be very conditional. So trust at this level is a conditional trust. Mm. So if we kind of agree on where we're going, then we'll trust each other. But if we don't, then we may not. And that's when there's a tug of war. (laughs) So in this one, if I was using my hand, if you could see my hands, you would see that be a constant pushing from side to side, depending on who's trying to Mm. win the argument, if you like. And in this case, it's what we often say can be addicted to being right. So here we shift things uh, depending on what my belief is when it's not so healthy. Thoughts? I think you've you've covered that one completely. Yeah, persuade and influence or hold my position. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and that's really what we mean by positional. Thanks for listening. We are all about helping you. So why not drop us a line at hello at safetycollaborations.com and see what we can do for you. Back to the conversation. Level three is transformational. So Again, coming back to that first point was what is the purpose of the conversation? So are we going into a conversation where we want to exchange not just information, but actually energy, be co-creative, be experimenting, be transforming ideas and outcomes? And we do it in a shared discovery style of way. You know, so my hands again, I'm funny, I'm normally I'm... <laughs> done this in person, my fingers are entwined. They're holding each other together. And so we're now moving into this sharing style of conversation. So it tends to open us up. Uh, It opens up. If we come into this space, we tend to open ourselves up to ideas. We tend to have more empathy. We tend to ask questions for which you have no answers and thereby inviting others to participate so that we co-create. So brainstorming. Um, Now, you've got to be a little careful here as well, because what you don't want to do is create such a space where you have groupthink or everybody thinks it's about being nice and, Mm. okay, I'll agree with you. That's not what this is about. It's about true transformation and healthy conversations and even healthy dissent. Mm -hmm. You need that bit of tension sometimes to come up with really great ideas and great processes, systems, and even so if I take it into our, you know, talk about safety for a minute, it's okay at this level to be able to 
challenge the status quo a little as well. Yeah, brings us a bit full circle here into psychological safety. So at level three, we work on the premise that trust is high. So we can go into co-creation, we can go into open conversations with curiosity, wonder, and embrace that tension that might be in the room while we're designing whatever the outcome is that you want to do. And I love that description around, you know, this is really a space where you can go and explore uncharted territory. Yes. You can go where no one's gone before because you are asking those questions that you have no answers for. Nice. And then listening to each other along the way. Yeah. Key. Um, Very key. Key. And, and, And I think what you mentioned there earlier as well is also really important, that it's not just about groupthink or, you know, or, creating consensus yeah. and just being nice. Not at all. You know, you don't want it to become the Elvis Presley song comes to mind. A little less conversation, a little more action. Because you don't want just, <laughs> you know, nothing to come out of it. And there, there yeah. are times where you, but you need to have the time for to go through the uncharted territory to then come out at the co-creation. Let's say we want to have a performance conversation with someone. Mm. So if we think about a performance conversation, I'd, I'd be really curious to know what everybody just felt when I said that. <laughs> My initial reaction was a breath in and I wanted to go, say more about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm thinking... Is a performance conversation transactional, positional, or transformational? Really interesting. So let's hmm. take that into, you know, the example of walking on site and somebody's not wearing their safety glasses or their gloves. Something simple. Something simple. Is it a transactional conversation of, hey, you're not wearing your safety glasses, you need to be wearing those, this is a, a mandatory area for that? Yeah, I might. Add to that, it could be yeah. someone that you know, and you go, Oi, you haven't got your glasses on. Oh, thanks. Mm-hmm. Move on. Yep. It's okay. It could be as simple as that. Yeah. Could it be a multiple repeat offender of a behavior or a way of being that is regularly seen and not acceptable? Do you need to get a mm-hmm. bit of a deeper understanding around that? So, mm-hmm. you know. And I just think of some of the conversations I've had where that addiction to being right just overflows (laughs) in one direction or the other. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to keep pushing till you see it my way. And the third option, of course, is that it could be, well, I need to have a conversation. Yeah, let's listen to connect. What's happening here? What is the reason that this is a continued scene behaviour? Or maybe it's, you know... You're not normally like this. You know, what's up? Something happened? Mm. Do you need someone? Do you need to take, take five minutes? Let's go and have a coffee. Yeah. So I think the short answer to this is it depends. Mm-hmm. So you can see through that example that it depends on the context. So context matters. If we go back to the five principles of human performance, mm-hmm. context matters. How you as a leader react will make the difference. So the more equipped you are with ideas on how to have the right level of conversation for the right moment, the better leader we all are. And again, I use that word leader as for anybody who's leading a conversation. Mm -hmm. So I guess the questions for you to think about is, is one better than the other? No, it depends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When do you use which to be more helpful and valuable? And that's something you can think about, you the listener that is, our lovely audience. So let's summarise this one to help you with the bigger picture and then you can decide. (laughs) So we talked about the three levels. 
Level one is transactional. It's about tell and ask. Level two is positional. It's about power exchange, so advocate or inquire. It's where you defend what I or we know, whereas transactional confirms what I know. Mm -hmm. And transformational is about exchange of energy. So discover what we don't know. And between these, it moves us from I-centric through to we-centric. So at one end, where transactional is very I-centric, and at the other end, transformational, of course, is we-centric. So if you think of cultures of care, we want to move through more towards that we-centric because yeah. it creates space for different dynamics to happen. So when do you use level one? When you want to inform. When you want to lose level two is when you want to persuade. When you want to use level three is when you want to co-create. And I think those three words actually kind of simplify it and make it a little bit easier. What do you think? I think very much so. Yep. And it is. Mm. You know, I often go back to that inform is sometimes we just need information before we can even be a part of the conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. And sometimes we need to persuade. Yeah, we need to have a debate. We need to have a discussion. We need to agree or disagree or go through that opportunity to seek a win-win solution where we're coming out, not does it work every single time? No, mm. but it's around, you know, where we walk away not feeling like I have no position, that my voice was not heard, that my opinion was not valid. It's around, let's share that exchange of ideas, explore each other's opinions and accept it or reject it. Yeah, it's accept or reject. I think at that middle mm. level, and I think this one's a little bit more difficult to fully understand, actually. I sometimes think the positional one is really the hardest of them all. Like, I think it's really easy to go, right, I need to give information, let's do it. Or I need to co-create. Okay, let's over here, let's do a brainstorming session yeah. over here. Right. Yeah. Um, that bit yeah. in the middle is okay. How far do you push? How far do you pull? You know what it reminds me mm. of is a seesaw. Yes. Yes. You know, because sometimes you're up. You can go into <laughs> that kind down. of like it sums you down. Yeah. You know, and sometimes you're having that positive, accepting debate conversation, and other times it's that oh, okay, there's a bit of a clash going on here. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So and and you're right. I think this is probably the one where you can oscillate so much between depending on, on where you're at. Mm. And all three of these yeah. might happen in one conversation yeah. at some level. Yeah. I think the key things to remember is that at transactional, we tend to operate from low trust and we're not generally we're not open to influence. Mm. At that level two, we tend to operate from conditional trust. It depends. Or I'm going to wait and see. Yep. We are more open to influence for sure yep. uh, because it is the persuasive version of the conversa three conversations. Mm -hmm. And then that level three, we tend to operate from high trust and we are very open for opportunity to co-influence. There are some other things yep. that we can talk about with these three levels, but we're going to do that over the following episodes. Mm. So there's some neurochemistry that goes on at each of these levels, and that can help us a lot to understand mm -hmm. where we're at inside a conversation. So how are we feeling that conversation? And then we can also in talk about some skills to develop. We'll share some of this on the show notes, of course, as always. and. Uh, do you want to wrap up, my friend? Sure. And I, and I think, you know, just, just before mm -hmm. we do the wrap up, I just want to do a shout out to one of our listeners, Ankitsa, who gave us some really lovely feedback about how much value she gets 
from listening to our podcasts every week. Awesome. And it is great to know that we are giving because that is why we do this, is to give to you valuable insights, you know, have a chin wag, and it's great to get the feedback. So, Ankita, thank you for sharing that feedback with us. So much. And to all of our listeners, thank you for joining us today. It is always lovely to have conversations that matter. Connect with us on safetycollaborations.com where you'll find the show notes for this episode. Chat with us on the live chat. We're listening. Follow us on LinkedIn, Karen Ovari and me, Nula Gage. And share this podcast with others who will find it valuable and hopefully, you know, enjoy the insights and the nuggets that we get to share with all of you. We are on all your favorite podcast platforms. Until next week, stay safe and stay well. Ciao.